What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Tudo Brothers in the Podcast, episode 15. Happy New Year to everybody. Got a great episode lined up for you guys. We are going to talk about the movie Bird Box. It does contain some spoilers, so if you haven't seen Bird Box, just uh, skip over a little bit and uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. Thanks. Hey, what's up, big guy? Not a lot. Ready for uh, your first podcast of 2019, sir? Oh, how do you know it's my first one of the year? You cheating on me? Cheating on me on the <laughs> podcast? I just woke up, so yeah, it's definitely. Oh, okay. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Dope Brothers in the Podcast. I'm Daryl. And I'm Chris. And it's great to have you guys back. Um, got a lot to catch up on, so I think this might be a little longer of a, the episode than usual. Um, happy 2019, first and foremost to you, Daryl. Yeah, happy Happy New Year. Happy New yes. Year. Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. Thank you guys for hanging with us uh, through 2018. Hoping for lots of great new things in 2019. Um, you know, just uh, <clears throat> some things that uh, we, we can definitely just jump right into, Chris, because I think we've got a lot of things to catch our listeners up on. Um, you know, 2019, obviously, we want to grow our podcast. We want to, you know, expand and reach new audiences. And um, we actually had some, some interest um, over these last few weeks from some podcast promoters, did we not? Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of guys <laughs> reaching out to us, trying to get us to be the number one podcast in at least five different countries, which I thought was pretty sweet of them to do. Yeah, yeah. Except for the fact that they could offer us no statistical proof that they could do this for us. Give them $550 a month. Uh, for these services, but couldn't tell us how they were going to make us number one. Um, and it, it was funny because it was just this like phantom account, but it was like the same guy running three different accounts, each one of them following the podcast, and then them each trying to, um, you know, tell us, oh, I, I have a great team, we'll make you number one, and we'd be like, okay, show us the proof, like, is there something we can look at, do you have a website? And they would be like, uh, here's a couple screenshots. <laughs> and I'm like, so you just opened up the podcast page on your Mac and took a screenshot of what was number one and said that you had a hand in helping all of these people. And it was kind of funny because Chris and I kind of played, you know, devil's advocate with these guys and we're putting them through the ringer and um, they couldn't even, you know, I, I don't know like what makes you think somebody's going to cough over almost $600 uh, to promote a podcast, and there's just no proof that it can be done. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, what was your take on it? Uh, one of my great joys in life is fucking with those kind of people. So it was uh, it was nice for me to be able to uh, mess with them a little bit. Uh, I don't even think they were really looking for the money, Daryl. I think they were looking to just get some information from you to steal your identity or something. They're they're not convinced that they're gonna actually get that money from you on the like. The legit uptake, I don't think. I think they're there to steal some personal information from you. Uh, so I enjoy thoroughly fucking with those people. Um, I had the guy yesterday or whatever, two days ago, he was he was letting us know he was going to help us. And I just wanted to see how far I could push him, see if he would call us daddy. And so I kept, <laughs> I kept trying to make him call me daddy. And I think he eventually broke down and, and said it. And then we just kind of deleted his message and moved on. So... <laughs> That's one of my things. Just really like to find a way to screw with those guys, the guys that call me and want to 
fix my computer because there's a virus on it. I don't even own a fucking computer, so I'm definitely going to screw with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious because, I mean, these accounts were originating in India. And, you know, if you if you know anything about marketing, um, most of the time, these these kind of like, you know, podcast marketing things are done through firms. So very rare you find an independent person to promote your podcast uh, unless you've got a credible source but uh you know coming from india and not having any proof it was just so highly suspicious but i i thanked them for the interest in the podcast but politely told them to go fuck off when they wanted the 550 dollars for the month so that was that was kind of fun mm-hmm. um but you know it's our it's our first podcast back chris uh since christmas so uh, I guess we should probably catch everybody up on our, our Christmas activity. What did uh, you end up getting into for the holidays? Uh, we had the in-laws in town, and they are an interesting crew. Um, they, uh, they're they pretty quiet most of the time. So I there was uh, we watched The Lion King on yes. Chris, Christmas night. <laughs> <laughs> and about... About 45 minutes into Lion King, I don't know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less, uh, my mother-in-law looks over and says to the kids, boy, that Scott sure is mean. (laughs) And I I looked at her like, what the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) She meant Scar. Um, you know, uh, the guy with the big fucking scar on the side of his face. I laughed so hard. She'd never seen the movie in her entire life, uh, which I thought was shocking at, at that, but... Both of my kids looked over at her and they go, Scott, uh, his name's Scar. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, I laughed my ass off because I just pictured there being, you know, Mufasa and Simba and, and Scott down, the, uh, down Scott. the hall. Yeah, Uncle Scott down the hall. Uncle Scott. Yeah, I laughed so hard. I was like, that, what, who fucking says things like that? But my mother-in-law, that's who says things like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we could just rename the. We could recast the whole Lion King as you know Matthews, Matthew, uh, <laughs> Simon, and Scott. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that'll make it a little easier for for you folk to uh, comprehend the story. Maybe. Jesus, know, yeah, it was, Scott, that was it was, it was dramatic. I, I immediately had to tweet that out. That was very interesting. Yeah, I, I saw the tweet and I just thought it was great and it was something we had to discuss because, you know, it's like. Well, first off, how have you not seen The Lion King? It's like one of those movies that I think everybody has had to have come in contact with. But you never know. There's always somebody. But, I mean, you watch the movie, and they definitely call him Scar. Yeah. Not Scott. But, mm-hmm. again, it was it was kind of funny. Um, so, for my side of the family, we went down to uh, Nebraska for the holidays. Uh, big old family get-together. Big old Boning Camp get-together. Um, had a lot of... Fun, and I got a couple a couple good stories for you, Chris. A couple really good stories for you. Let's so, hear them. They're probably well, gems. Oh, they're they're really good. So the first story, uh, we're all sitting around drinking beer in the garage, and um, you know, uh, your cousin, my my good friend Dustin, um, we're talking sports, and I try to. We're talking about the NCAA tournament, um, March Madness, and I said, you know, it was kind of impressive last year when. You know, 16C took down a number one. And Dustin promptly says, that never happened. And I said, dude, yeah, it is. I bet you a hundred bucks it's never happened. Oh, poor Dustin. I bet you a hundred bucks it's never happened. And you know me, sir. I am willing to take that bet head on. And, and, and the funny thing is, his dad, Uncle Tom, says, 
uh, yeah, I think it was Virginia. <laughs> and it was rightfully so. It was Virginia who lost to uh, University of Maryland, um, uh, Baltimore County. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that bet. So I pulled it up on my phone and there it is. And uh, Dustin was into me for a hundred, hundred dollars. And I was just like, Hey man, sorry, dude. Easy money. Easy. Now, now did he actually pay you? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He actually, he actually paid up. That a boy. Um, you know, just proof that there are some bunny camps who don't waltz on their bets. Uh, and, um, he did pay up. And so boy. we actually, you know, settled it a different way. I uh, told him, um, he could just pay me in a Nebraska football jersey and we'd be straight. So I have a pristine number one Nebraska football jersey hanging in my closet ready for next football season. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And, um, Another funny story that still involves Dustin. Um, he uh, somehow got on the naughty list, and my son is an expert in Santa Claus's naughty and nice list. And so um, he tells Dustin that he's on the naughty list, and Dustin said, "Well, then how come Santa brought me a Von Miller jersey?" And I mean, Isaiah looks him dead in the eye and says to him, "Well, Santa made a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> and, the whole table just dies laughing because he just drops this one-liner. You know, he's got his comedic timing down to a T. I, I, I like to think that I could take some credit for that, but I'm not 100% sure. But um, it was one of those moments where you're just kind of like, this little guy's on to something. Yeah, they're little smart asses. I love it. I love the little uh, vocabulary words and their comedic timing and their jokes that they're starting to get now. They're at a fun age. Uh, my brother just had his boys at my house earlier in the week. And uh, those little boys are funny as shit. They're uh, they're good kids. They're uh, they they fucking say hilarious shit all the time. I love it. I love it. I love seeing the four cousins. The little they're all like uh, between three and six, so they're all that really fun age where they're experimenting with their with what they're saying and how they're saying it. And it's it's I love that shit. Any good examples or no? Just in general, they're fucking just cool kids. Me. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, we still got to get Eric on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's been far too long now. We've we've hyped this up. I feel like we've got to deliver soon. We were pretty we were pretty close to getting him on that night that he showed up at my house, and then uh, we drank a shit ton of whiskey, and we didn't think it would be very good to get on <laughs> get on something where we were being recorded for the for the world to hear us because we were. Uh, my brother looks at me and goes, "I haven't had a drink in about six months, and you, I, within thirty minutes of being in your house, I just took three shots of whiskey to the face. I'm fucked up." <laughs> so, oh, uh, that would have been classic. The you know the fans may never know, but I will know what could have potentially transpired out of that conversation. Yeah, it would have been it would have been something. Oh, it would have been glorious, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Obviously, holiday is a great time uh, to be with family. It was great uh, to be around everybody. Um, so moving on uh, with, obviously, the holiday times comes another great festive season, which is college football uh, season and the college football playoffs. And um, it's been a wild one, uh, to say the least. Um, it's, well, you know, let's just cut the shit. It's been fucking awful. If we're really going to talk about it, I mean, there have been more games won by 30 or more points, I think, than any time in bowl history. And the two playoff games that we got uh, saw Clemson absolutely annihilate Notre Dame. And um, it saw Alabama just steamroll over OU. And 
it was a little concerning because now, of course, you open the door when it's two blowout wins for everybody to say, oh, Georgia or Ohio State would have been a better opponent. And, yeah, everybody's going to argue that. But clearly the other teams put themselves in better positions. They just didn't show up to play quality football um, or just were well uh, well dominated um, in their matchups. But, you know, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this, Chris. What do you think uh, the college football bowl season, and obviously this kind of being the – First one where we've got uh, a major hiccup um, in the matchups. What do you think uh, the future for the football playoff is? Uh, well, they're going to go to eight teams eventually. And when they go to eight teams, uh, people are going to bitch about those nine and ten teams that didn't get in. So it's not. It's going to be a lot of the same uh, of that type of argument. Um, but, yeah, no, they fucked up bad. Notre Dame had no business playing in that game, and neither did Oklahoma. And I think we talked about it four or five podcasts ago. Um, I think Georgia would have been a way better matchup. Uh, Ohio State would have got their asses kicked. Let's just be really honest. Uh, the Big Ten hasn't looked good in bowl season uh, yet. Um, well, well, Minnesota and, and well, Northwestern, respectively. Okay, cool. That looked good. Yeah, cool. Uh, how did Michigan fare? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah was, that, was... that was really fucking embarrassing. How did Purdue do? Uh, doo-doo. Like doo-doo. Um, <laughs> Terrible. I mean, but so I haven't been real impressed with the Big Ten at, at all. And honestly, this bowl season is down for me anyway, just because um, there's a team that I really love that's that wears red. Normally, that did make it to a bowl season this year, um, and that hurts my heart to have not have Nebraska not be in that um, bowl mix. You know, have yeah, a, a day where you look forward to that. So the whole bowl season kind of goes sour on me right there in the first place, and then to have all these completely uh, non-competitive games. It's kind of a bummer, you know. Um, I don't know who else you would have put in in that fourth spot. I, I think Georgia should have been in there. It would have been a more competitive game, but I don't know who else goes. I mean, um, uh, I, I knew OU was going to get their asses kicked. I know Notre Dame was going to get their asses kicked. Notre Dame has to be in a conference. They, they can't walk through the bullshit-ass teams that they play uh, and then go undefeated and, and it, like get against one of these big powerhouse you know, big five teams. It just, they looked stupid. It was really a a poorly played game. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think much to your point, I think, um, what we're trying to, you know, starting to see and, you know, the trend, um, is starting to sway towards is obviously we're going to get a repeat of a lot of the same teams. Um, I think Alabama's now been in every single, um, playoff, since its inception. Um, so clearly you're starting to see the dominance. I think Clemson's played in three of the last, or no, excuse me, four of the last five. Um, so you're starting to see the dominance there. I think really um, what was kind of interesting to see in this bowl season, um, you know, obviously Notre Dame just got completely annihilated, had no business in there. And then there's a great joke. Um, and I like to ask you, Chris, if you, if you could just humor me for a second. Um, what's the difference between Lucky Charms and Notre Dame? I don't know. One belongs in a bowl and one does not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, sick burn. Mm-hmm. But going mm-hmm. back to it, let's talk about the Alabama OU game. Uh, I thought it was very interesting because even though Alabama's chances were slim to none because, again, they don't really play a quality defense and Alabama is good on both sides of the ball. You mean um, Oklahoma's chances were slim to none? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oklahoma's chances slim to none. Alabama plays good on both sides of the ball. Um, OU is renting some space in Alabama's head. Um, and I think the mental edge 
Um, I definitely would have given to OU because they were able to put points up on them. They were able to kind of fluster them and get them out of their very, um, you know, uh, methodical, how we just beat you down. We're well coached, well composed. And there were uh, some tempers flaring. There were some, you know, exchanges, if you will. Um, some penalties off those. Exchanges. I would have liked to seen. But, I would have liked to seen OU get started a little bit earlier. You know, I think they took too long to get going. It would have been. I think the game would have been real, real different if OU wouldn't have, you know, had that. I don't know what it was a quarter and a half lag before they really got going. Uh, yeah, I would have liked to seen OU hot out the gate, but it is what it is, man. I, they were super outmatched. I was rooting for OU, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think if they would have came out with a little more fire, but I think that's been OU's problem all year, yeah. is, yeah, they can put points up on you, but when you go against a team who can equally score as many points on you and can play defense, you know, you don't have that opportunity to get going. You have to kind of come in ready and hot, and I think they just kind of shit the bet on that. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, you know, drop the ball from me. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, we're obviously going to get Alabama-Clemson. Um on next Monday uh, for the championship. And um, there's been some good games after uh, those playoff games. Um, last night, Northwestern um, coming back to score 28 straight points. Um, I heard about that. I, did, Utah. I, I turned it off. Uh, Fantastic performance. Yeah, I turned it off and they were down, I think they were down 20 to three or something. And I turned it off and didn't think there was much of a chance. Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting because you talk about those slow starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um and having seen Northwestern in, in person this year and what they were able to do against Notre Dame, um, they're a good football team. Um, Well-coached, well-disciplined. They've got a, a good mix of veteran uh, leadership on that team. And they were actually able to, uh, you know, kind of compose themselves, get themselves back in a situation where they were playing their type of football and getting points on the board and getting points on the board quickly. That defense stepped up. Um, had some key takeaways in that game and got them in a really good position to uh, ultimately get them to victory in that game. And I think, um, you know, when you talk about the Big Ten, right, you're starting to see a lot of this transformation um, to where, you know, your Ohio States and your Michigans um, are starting to falter a little bit. But you've got teams like Northwestern um, who are starting to come on at the right time. Um, and obviously with a lot of talk around Pat Fitzgerald and um, would he be looking at that Packers job um, because the AD who put him in the head coaching position at Northwestern is now the general manager for the Packers. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about that. He made it public that he's staying put. Um, so, you know, with him and that leadership and kind of what they're starting to build towards, they actually have a transfer uh, from Clemson who will be their starting quarterback next year. Um, so, you know, it, it could be very different in the Big Ten um, with Urban Meyer stepping down, new coaching coming in. Um, you know, you could see a big transformation in the uh, Big Ten as far as where some of the power may lie with uh, some of the usual suspects as far as the teams to beat. Do you know where the power lies in the Big Ten, Daryl? Nebraska. In Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. And that's where it's been for a long, long time. Yeah, and I think, again, I think it goes to be said, you know, Nebraska has done a good job recruiting this year. Uh, the draft class – or, excuse me, the signing class – uh, looks looks to be pretty good. Um, obviously, you know it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Obviously, some things are gonna have to come to fruition. But um, I think just kind of seeing uh, they had a a posting online of kind of where the recruiter or recruities were coming from, and it was really spread out. Um, you saw a lot some coming from the western uh, part of the country. You saw a lot coming from the Midwest. Also, a lot of walk-ons. Uh, of course, out of Nebraska, which is a proud tradition that they have there, and um, even going into the east. 
side of the country, uh, we were able to recruit some some talent as well. And I think that's going to be key uh, to Nebraska's success is being able to cultivate the homegrown talent and also being able to get out on a national level and secure some of that talent as well. Couldn't agree more. Excellent. Uh, there's no reason not to agree, Chris. No reason not to agree. Uh, can you agree on this with me? Can you give me this? Uh, sure. That the Rose Bowl parade is the biggest piece of shit ever on TV? <laughs> Why do you say that, Chris? What a <laughs> fucking bunch of losers are going to sit around and watch a goddamn parade of stupid fucking flowers drive two miles an hour. There's no danger to fire, car accidents, injury, mayhem. It's fucking terrible. They're not even cool. This isn't this isn't Mad Max, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would be way better if it was Mad Max. <laughs> what a bunch of dipshits. And their stupid fucking Rose Parade. That makes me so mad. Well, I mean, um, it, it's just tradition, man. What, what else are you going to do? I yeah, mean, I don't it's... give a shit. Back in, back in 1918, when there was literally nothing else to do, I'm sure it was tits galore to sit out there and watch a stupid parade. But guess what? Now I got Xbox. I got a 65-inch TV that has anything on it anytime I fucking want. I'm not going to sit around and watch a parade. No chance. Well, sir, that's your choice. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't watched the Rose Bowl parade in many a year. My wife just so. tried to get me to watch it, and I, I'm in protest of this fucking thing. What a worthless <laughs> waste of time. you got to shut that shit down. I did. Chris. I immediately shut it down. I let her know that that would not be happening today. All right. Well, good for you, man. That's what you need to do. got to stand it. up for your rights as a, as a warm-blooded American man. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about what I watched yesterday that fucked with me. Okay. What, uh, what, let's what talk been, about that. What's been fucking with you, man? Well, um, I, I got tricked into watching this, uh, bird box movie and, uh, it, it's not a, it's not a well-kept secret that I do not fucks with horror movies. I do not enjoy horror movies. Not my thing. Uh, I thought this was a, a wonderful story about a woman on a boat to a surprise birthday party. Uh, as it turns out, it was not that. I, I thought they were not going to no. do my girl Sandy Bullock the way that they did her. Um, that movie was fucking intense to me. I had upset stomach. I was sweating. I was nervous and, and scared. I uh, that movie is fucking terrifying, bro. I'm I was not good with that. Um, I, I watched every second of it because I was <laughs> riveted to my seat. But it was yeah, it was something else. What did you? Uh, what did you think of Bird Box? Well, first I was surprised it wasn't a Japanese uh, hentai movie, but, um, you know, to each his own. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horror film connoisseur, so I'm on the opposite spectrum from you. I love horror films. I, I, I see just about every one that I can get my hands on, and it, it was a little different for me, right? So it was kind of very much in the vein of the movie A Quiet Place, which came out earlier uh, in 2018, which was on the lines of the same premise, right? Um, this one, you couldn't look at this entity, so that's why everybody was running around blindfolded, whereas in A Quiet Place, you couldn't make a sound because these monsters or whatever hunted based on sound. Um, so going into it, I kind of you know read some of the reviews, um, kind of understood the premise of the movie, and it was... A bit interesting. I, I thought it was well cast. Um, you had a lot of heavyweights. Uh, John Malkovich, uh, B.D. Wong, um, if you remember him from the Law and Order days or Jurassic Park. Um, you had Sandra Bullock in there. Um, all fantastic actors. Um, I love their work. 
And I think the premise was good. I think it was a lot of intense, um, you know, intensity because now for horror, you're playing on people's uh, fear of the unknown, right? Nobody gets really scared by seeing a big eight foot monster with fangs, red eyes, and dripping drool and blood, right? That doesn't really always creep everybody Bullshit. out. Bullshit. Bullshit. That sounds terrifying to me. Well, if you if you live in the mountains of Colorado, it probably would sound terrifying, Chris. But for us connoisseurs of the horror genre, it was interesting because obviously they're playing on your own set of fears because it's much more scarier when you have to use your imagination to come up with what it is that is terrifying somebody so much uh, to the point that they would take their own life. Um, it, it, it was, for me... Um, well acted, well written. Well, yes, Andy Bullock um, was, is the hero. I think the story is is very good. They moved the story hold quite on, nicely. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to be a part of hearing what's going on. This is live action. It's happening in my house right now. Okay. Can you hear this? What is happening? Terrell, can you hear this? I, I, it sounds like uh, Japanese flute music. There's some, there's some birds. There's some, there's some spiritual activity happening in my house. I don't know. Are, I don't, are you meditating? It's not me. I went upstairs to find Sarah meditating to that hippie ass Indian music. I don't know what's going on, bro. That was weird to me. Are you doing hot yoga? Oh, that's what it looks like is happening in my front room right now. It was. I could hear it like I could hear this weird moaning from down here in the basement. I don't know what the, that took me back. <laughs> all right all right well anywho uh bird box i thought it was good um just wasn't the ending wasn't satisfying for me um you know i, I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but um you, you, you of, thought everybody should live and they all died is, is, what, no, is what i'm getting from you no i just think there was no satisfaction there was no resolution um you know, we're just living in this new world. Um, Whoa, hey, 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 you're ruining it now. You're ruining it. I threw him right, off with right, my opposite right, right, right. there. Jesus. Okay. So you got to give Jeez. him a spoiler alert. Okay. Man. Spoiler, spoiler with territory. Me. Spoiler alert. I'll put it in the intro. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't, it, it, it didn't grab me and it wasn't as, oh my God, it's so good as everybody made it out to be. I just thought it was average at best, a little above Jesus. average with great acting. But Wow. It was decent. Huh. All right. Well, that's something. Yeah. yeah. Now you're getting your car broken into. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's listening to this live stream and not, not very happy with my analysis of Bird Box. Yeah. Well, what's on the what's on the docket for today? Um. So we got a lot of football. Yep. Um. We got a ton of football. I'm watching Iowa get beat right now. Stupid idiots. Well, you know, Iowa um, football's not very good um, right now. Um, but I think we've got Ohio State playing later today, and we also have UCF uh, looking to extend that. They're going to get the shit kicked out streak. of them. They're going to get beat bad. Who are they playing? They're playing LSU. Oh, How the fuck are you going to ask me some stupid ass shit like that? Like I wouldn't know. Nah, I just I'm looking for you to just lead this segment of the podcast. Oh, I'm Chris, not having cause... another segment. I'm just telling you, UCF's gonna get whipped. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking ugly. What happens to UCF? Um, I really don't think you know they don't have their quarterback. Um, I think they've got enough firepower. 
Um, but I just think LSU is LSU's a, a monster. Yeah. Um, they haven't fared too well against the big guys, but I think UCF won't be um, on that caliber. Uh, I mean, then you got to stop talking about they want Bama so bad. Um, they just got to win first and foremost. But uh, if they could hang with LSU, I give them some credit. But I, at the end of the day, I just don't see them pulling it up. No, not happening. No. Nah. Yep, I got football. I got chicken wing seat. I'm pretty excited about that. That's about it for the day, man. I've had 11 days off in a row, so I'm ready to get back to work. What? Yep. You are a crazy man, sir. No, it was nice. I only had to take four vacation days. I ended up working out to where that uh, got me 11 days off in a row, which was super nice. Oh, yeah. It's great when you can do the double dipper. Yep. Uh, I completely yep. agree with you. So, uh, what, uh, what you got coming up in the new year, Chris, any resolutions or any, nah, uh... fuck no, that shit's stupid. I don't want to do that either. Uh, making resolutions is terrible because you're not really ever going to stick to them. Then you're just gonna be disappointing yourself and then you're going to have all that self doubt talk. So I choose to just not do that and just, you know, day by day, get better and better. Where have I heard that before? Mm, I've heard it a couple times in my life. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, but that's cool. that's like that's that's real to me. They setting a goal for the year of like, oh, I'm gonna work out, or I'm not gonna drink, or I'm gonna you know do this or that. Uh, yeah, I mean, great, get you a little good energy the first couple of weeks into it. But if you if you drop off, then you, which most people do, then you've got this. Oh, I'm a piece of shit. I can't believe I did that. You got all that uh, negative self chatter in your head that leads to being worse than what you really intended it to be. So. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think resolutions are very gimmicky this time of year. I think if you really want to make a change, um, make the change. You know, it shouldn't matter what the calendar says. It should matter what you want to do and what you feel. So, you know, because the thing with the resolutions, like you said, Chris, they're usually um, unrealistic, um, unplanned, right? Everybody says, hey, I want to I wanna work out and I want to lose weight, right? Are you going to be committed to eating healthy? Are you going to be committed to getting to the gym? You got you to gotta have that commitment level first um, before you make those type of commitments to yourself. Um, because if you're not going to follow through on it, you're not going to get results. And, you know, just lifting weights isn't going to get you there. Um, you got to eat right. You got to do all the things that are necessary to attain that goal. Um, but you know, just, you know, if you want to make that change in your life, just make the change because you want to do it, not because it's the first of a uh, new year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just too, it's, it's, it's a trigger for me, Chris. It's a trigger. Mm. I'm glad I found a trigger for you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this shit up. I got to go uh, pick my kids up from my mom's house. They, uh, they've been at grandma's for a couple of days and now I got to go get them little shits and it's four degrees out. So oh, I got man. things I, I got things gonna... I gotta do. They're going to be all hyped up on sugar. Well, make sure you go upstairs and listen to some. Uh, yeah, bro. This is, it's home. coming to the floor. La, la, yeah. la, 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 la. It's some bullshit. <laughs> you got to get in touch with nature, man. You got to balance your chakra. Bitch, I live in Colorado. I'm, I'm in touch as fuck with nature. <laughs> there is no lie in that statement whatsoever, yeah. Chris. Yeah, you saw my, you saw my hunting gloves that were in my front seat of my pick em up truck yesterday. You. You know what's up, and I'm out in nature all the time. All right, but before we wrap this up, just answer me one question. What sure. is it with Caucasian people and Realtree? Why do you guys love Realtree so much? Uh, and well, what is the fascination with having a woodland scene printed on your shit? 
they're my hunting gloves, you fucking moron. You gotta have, you gotta be camouflaged, otherwise the ducks and the geese they uh, they see you, and then they don't want to let you shoot them. So, I have these swell hunting mittens. I have a camo hat, a camo jacket, camo pants, camo boots, camo gloves, camo face mask. You gotta be all camoed up, Daryl, and it's cool. Well, I just mean if I look at it, you tan to be darker because you find it to be attractive. You yeah. wear a real tree and dark shit to go hunting because it makes you more successful. I mean, do you just want to be black? Why does why does wearing camel make you black? Well, you want to be you want to be darker. You want to blend in. I could just go shit lay on the ground and you couldn't find me. Listen, bro, there are four <laughs> black people in all of Colorado. I blend in pretty well. It's uh, I don't know. There's a lot of white people here. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty blended in being white. Yeah, it's, it's the albino man. I, I think it's got something to do with the animal's perception. If if I was out there, man, I would just go out in a loincloth and the bow and arrow and come back with food for days. Wow. All right. Come on, then. Let's go. All right, man. I'm on my way, dude. All right, buddy. It's those African instincts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hunting lions, hunting Scott on the Serengeti. Hunting Scott, <laughs> son of a bitch. Hunting Scott in the Serengeti. That's so funny. Teach you a thing or two. Yeah. It's different. It's different with ducks. Well, who hunts ducks, man? I mean, that's, I do. It's the most fun. Well, send me some duck breast. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. And speaking of which, I'm not gonna have to eat your uh, nasty chocolate candies that never arrived. Oh, they must have got lost in the mail. Somebody must have. <laughs> Somebody must have seen that and said, "Oh, yeah. hell they yeah!" Sw- they swooped that. Up. That was more dangerous than sending cash in the mail. Yeah, really. I yeah. mean, that's that's a hot commodity. Intercepted butthole chocolates. <laughs> Intercepted butthole chocolates. All right, guys. I've been Daryl, and I've been Chris, and you guys have been amazing. Until next time. Peace. Later.